Get inside the heads of Tom Ward and Joe Jacobs, the comedians behind Bear Boys Done Good. Plus Richard Gadd, creator and star of Netflix show Baby Reindeer. Have you seen Scoop on Netflix? We talked to the photographer who took that front page photo of Prince Andrew and Emily Maitlis. All on comedian Rich Wilson's Insane in the Men Brain podcast. Search Insane in the Men Brain wherever you get your podcasts. Insane in the Men Brain. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello there. Welcome to Bad Boys Done Good, the podcast. Today, myself, Ray Winston, and Tony Soprano. Oh, how you doing? are joined by top feminist and host of the Guilty Feminist podcast, Deborah Francis White. Now this is one hell of a broad. We discuss women, sex workers, wives, human rights, straight white men, polyamory, and of course, feminism. feminism. If you like it, do us a favour, like, subscribe, comment and share. Yeah, really, really do comment, share on everything, really helps the algorithm out here. Right, let's see the pod. Yeah, coming up. If I had to suck off 20 guys in an afternoon, I'd be fucking exhausted. Thank you. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm uh, unethically unmonogamous. I'm a feminist, but some of my sexual fantasies aren't. So you sympathise with an upskirter here? Um, God. Apparently, Attenborough and Schofield tag team. It's it's, it's very low. get cancelled for being on this podcast. We got you a gift. My crucial moment. Oh, look at this. We got you a gift. So kind. Thank you so much. Because we're big fans of what you do here. Are you? I mean, it seems unlikely. Uh, well, this no, is, I mean... This, this, is a real, this is a real departure the, for you guys, I would think. Well, I'll put these... I just want to make sure the camera sees there's there's some beautiful flowers that um you've clearly got a a, 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 a like a service station like a gas like a gas station I got them, I got them on the way in did you, you know, well it's, it's irrelevant but <sighs> the point is this we're just so glad to have you here I mean we will like, this, this, I don't know if you're aware of the podcast bad boys done good mm. we've we've led a life but uh, now we're trying to seek a redemptive arc That's and right. we're speaking to a whole bunch of people mm. you know some ex criminals people you would describe as toxic men and now on today's episode we got you feminist one of the best thank thank you very much one of the best feminists yeah absolutely one of the best now now our audience uh, a lot of these kids that listen to us as we mentioned a lot of incels a lot of people uh have been institutionalized a lot of unemployed you know we're going to ask you questions so that they can maybe get an understanding of 
some of your viewpoints here. Yeah. So we'd like to start with number one. What is a feminist? What is a feminist? What do you think a feminist is? Can I ask Tony? What do I think a feminist? I think, you know, it's about equal opportunity. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, what in what ways do you think uh, men do not have equal opportunities with women? What are ways in which men consistently come up against a sort of structural issue where they are put into a firing line or some kind of situation that women don't need to generally worry about? You well, can tell she's proper because she didn't even answer the question. She asked her own thinking. question. She took the she took your question and threw it back in your face mm, with all the right. long words and we've been trained we've been trained to do it is that been, is that feminism in action what you've just done there in action yeah that's Feel, right fucking feels like it right yeah. uh to answer your question look you know you're talking to show i consider myself a feminist mm. i hire i hire a lot of bras for what i do i got a lot of uh, exotic dancers in the bing i would say your wife has exhibited some feminist calm now, you, you know, know about what I'm Carl. saying? She's she's exhibited some feminist. She she certainly has because some some and some some, some in some ways some ways not some ways yes but I would say. So this is the thing about Carl. I mean, I, I'll be the first to admit I got a lot of powerful women in my life. Carl, mm. particularly after the birth of our second AJ, mm. she was hoovering within 24 hours. So right? she's she's you know she was making a Sunday lunch yeah by day two. Mm. I mean, with minimal complaints, I might add. Yeah, you know. I so mean, these these are the types of powerful women I have in my life. That's we'd, right. We'd call that physical resilience. That's right. But uh, you know, it's not about my life, my family life. We want to talk generally about men. Mm, yeah. mm, right. Mm. You know, more generally mm-hmm. because I, you know, I'm a work in progress. Right. I'm trying to do better every day. Likewise. So, uh, uh, for example, traditionally in war, who is called up? I call her Buckle Polly. It's not that men want to die in wars. It's that the power structures, the, the powers that be, the government, the way the world is fixed, assumes that men should go to war. I mean, a lot of that's changed now because a lot of war is done. There's a few lesbian soldiers weaponry. now. There's There are a few lesbian soldiers, but there are also there are also many female soldiers who are of all different sexual orientations. Their sexual orientation is not probably germane to their war effort. Germane? Not Jermaine Greer, no. Jermaine. No, 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 no. We've taken a turn. We've taken a turn. Let's not get into Jermaine Greer and the history of feminism and the and the t- the turn off she's taken. She so, has missed you, the turn off dramatically. Well, back to the war thing. Back That's to the news war. to me. So you're saying a lot of women are rival killers to men. Now. I mean, rival killers is not, is 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 I don't think how they'd put it, but but. But yes, but what I'm saying is traditionally many, many, many more men have died in wars than women. And you're happy about that? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's an example of how the power structures might favor, in this case, might make life more difficult for men. If we were to be in a boat, right, Mm. off the coast of Dover, uh, and it was sinking, um, and we were in a dinghy, Mm. Um, it seems like an unlikely scenario for that to happen to us three. But well, if? it could happen. Climate change is upon us. Are hypotheticals a big part of feminism, Deborah? I mean, yeah, my feminism, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Just to just to just to sort of just to sort of get us where we go. You're my first smoker, cigar. I mm. should have asked that. I mean, it's it's a, it's a little late if I do. Now, 
Um, Apologies. Uh, but the dinghy's sinking and someone has to get out. Is it going to be you or me? I think I know what she's doing here. Okay. It's, it's you. Yes, there's sort of, I don't think it's called a safe. The broad joy is she, women and kids. Right. It's, it, women and children first, that's right. That's right. right. And, and a man made that up. That's right. But why is my life more valuable than yours? Well, who, who invented the dinghy as well? Because we've got to think about that, haven't we? Well, I'm, whose fault was the crash? It's, it's very who blew up the dinghy? The point is... Because he gets to come... He gets priority, doesn't he? If he blew up the dinghy to leave the, the boat... You know, he. He. If. If it's a he. If she blew up the dinghy... I'm confused. She could be a they. We don't know. They. Right. Now, we'll they. get to that. I, Ellie Ray, my youngest, talks about they now a lot, and I'm learning. I think Ben is a they. Don't engage. Don't engage, Ben. He's, he's tricky. When he gets confident, he gets too chatty. So, basically, what you're trying to say is... The women should be freed from the I'm from the sea. That, I'm no, I'm saying that there are obvious ways in which I would be favoured over you, correct? Historically and traditionally, which are not fair. For example, women and children first. There's no reason why my life should be more important than yours, right? What kind of guy would let a kid but, out after him? Sure, no, I mean, that's just. Well, children we understand because they've got their life ahead of them. They're innocent, yada yada. But for for uh, when it comes to a man and a woman, there's, no, there's nothing else taken into consideration. If there's, a, tw- if there's a 20-year-old man... and 20-year-old boy. Military fighting age. If he's a 20-year-old boy, he's a man. He's a man. He's not really? a man. He is a man. The word man is overused. We'll get to that. <laughs> the word man is overused. Because uh, I'm 66, I'm a man. Legal- a 20-year-old man and a 66-year-old man are very different beasts. But legally, a, a man is... Legally, but you're not a man. A man is a thing you become. Okay, fine. It takes time, it's a pilgrimage. Okay, but... It's a thousand failures for every success. I get that, I get it's that. It's rejection from a million birds before you find that right bird, birds. right? Don't say birds. But in a... Yeah, but best not to say birds. But in a woman or children first situation, a 20-year-old ma- Male. male. Sure. I, don't, I don't like male or female being used as nouns. Hmm. I find it upsetting. When Upset. people say, oh, there's so all those females out there. Women, they're not females. Why well, are we saying females? That's descriptor. Depends on the person, I think. It's an adjective. It's, it doesn't. I think a man and a woman is a state of mind. It's a state of becoming. Really a female is something you're born or not born. But I think you become a woman. You are a woman. Uh, you entered this studio. It was an event. This is this is turning more and more into a into a Britney Spears song, circa two thousand and six. Now, what I'm what well, you got a presence about you. Hmm. That's you've led a life. You have. You done oh. a. You done a. You got, just to introduce old, you, because we had to start late. This is Deborah Fraser's why she's she was one of the uh, most successful podcasts in the game. The Guilty Feminist. I don't know why you're guilty. It's a great success story. You're doing great work over there. You should be very proud. I, I'm 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 very happy with the podcast, and I I love the I love the listeners, and I love the the uh, the the feel of the show and where the show's gone. Would you uh, get me on it? I'm a feminist too. No, uh, no. End of story. I'm, just absolutely not. So just going not. back to um, was it structural power? Is that what structural you structural power? Right. So, so Tony I'm, runs the Bing. Right. He got he's got his strip joint. Right. Is this the same as a social construct? Because I work in. Uh, construction i never heard of that no right so tony runs a strip joint right and his dancers he looks after them he's got they've got health insurance they get paid well no all right so they get paid well good tips good money they good look get looked after who's who's where's the power there because they're getting good money they get more money than uh howie on the bar 
I mean, they're getting paid more than the geezers on the bar. Correct. And the geezer on the cloak, cloak room. It, it, uh, I would say it entirely depends on, on each individual woman. There is absolutely nothing wrong with a woman can modifying her body. We live in a capitalist world, so if a woman wishes to modify her body, uh, then she is freely able to do that and should be supported to do it. Just however, there are, of course, exploitative power structures oh. that uh, can make somebody's journey within that uh, and one where I would say that the that the structures, uh, the bosses of the clubs, mm. could make more feminist choices than I, they do. I, I will be the first to admit, you know, I believe sex work is work. Mm -hmm. I do, because if well, I had to suck off 20 guys in it after, I'd be fucking exhausted. Sure. I would not so, call exotic dancing sex work, though. Well, they get extras around the back. Okay. I mean, right. it's it's it's, it's very lucrative. Get cancelled for being on this podcast, right? No, here. no, I it's, it's it. very lucrative. I've really enjoyed the guilty feminist, and I feel like this is the end. We're just talking it We're out. Learning. We're I'm all learning. learning. Never let it be said that you're not doing the work. I'm doing the work. He's doing the work. I'm doing the work, uh, and you know, as we were talking about sex work is work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you got any tips uh, so I could make it more comfortable when I'm with a sex worker? No. Okay, but you know you got feminist prostitutes. Is that possible? I don't think you should say that. Is no, that right? We we would say sex worker now. Yeah, I, I said I, it right. A feminist sex worker. Yeah, right? I'm. I know a, a feminist sex worker who I, I'm friends with. Right. So if I go to your friend, does that make me a feminist? Mm. No. By osmosis. No. Right. No. So you how cannot, do you, you become cannot, one? It, it doesn't rub off in you during intercourse, no. Right. No. It doesn't? No. Nor does Marxism, any of the isms. None of the isms will mm. rub off on you during intercourse. Gunnery. That might. That's yeah. another issue. Strap up all the that, kids out there. That might. Especially with the brass. Strap up and uh, also blue chew. That's our sponsor. Just related. Got it. What is a guilty feminist? Mm. Um... So I, my show is called The Guilty Feminist because I feel like we all have, or, but especially me and friends of mine that come on the show, hypocrisies and insecurities that might undermine or erode our feminism. But if we get them out on the table and we exfoliate them, we laugh at them, or we work on them, build muscle, then we'll become better feminists. So I think in the time I've been doing the show, I've become a more powerful feminist and I'm able to take up more space because I have acknowledged the spaces in which I think, well, that's not very feminist, that thought's not very feminist. What I'm saying to you guys is, I'm a feminist, but some of my sexual fantasies aren't. Right. Oh, for example? It took a detour at the end. Uh, you're talking, about, you're it, talking about community. There's and absolutely no together. need to go into my sexual it fantasies. It feels a little bit I wasn't. Like, I wasn't going to go there. But the birds, they like to be respected and spoken nicely to in the daytime, but when the night time comes and the bedroom door closes, it's a whole different game. What's that about, Deborah? Um, uh, desire and uh, uh, there's there's nothing wrong with desire. It's a it's it, it's it's a strange and murky place. You know, you can you can be aroused by something without approving of it, right? Right. So by day, if your boss grabs your ass, that's a no. That's. But by night, if you're having an affair with your boss and he spanks your ass and says you're fired, you dirty cow, yeah. and that gets you going. I, I really don't know where to go with this. It's like the dinghy thing. It's a hypothetical situation. It's a hypothetical right. situation. It's very like the dinghy, yeah. It, yeah. 
instead of a dinghy. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, God. I was wondering, I got, I got some quickfire feminism oh, good. questions. Thank God. Quickfire round. We'll add some music. Will you add some music to this, Ben? Little jingle. Sex positive or sex neutral? Positive. Mm. Patriarchy or matriarchy? Um, I, I prefer... Uh, you can pass. Yeah, I, I, I'd prefer a kind of a egalitarian situation, but if I have to have one, I'll have matriarchy, thanks. Or non-binarchy. We've barely tried that. Sub or dom? Just what? <laughs> you know, it's just, we're just going to roll it with it. Well, Dom, then. Okay. Boca, yes or no? Boca? Boca. What's that? You know, the... Hijab. Boca? Oh, hijab, well... Because I'm a fan. Blake is very slim. Man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That That's not that's not a question that I can answer. Okay. But, but women, are, women should not be asked to take off anything or put anything on that they don't want to. Each woman should be able to put on and take off anything she wants to. That sounded like a yes. Manspreading or mansplaining? I mean, can I have neither of those? If you I gotta had have to? one. Oh, okay, then splaining. Splaining. Pay for porn or tube sites? I. I, I mean, pay because because uh, artists need to be paid. Okay, lobster tube or red tube? I, I don't know what those are. X hamster X videos. I again, I don't know what those right. options are. You porn or you jizz is a bit more specific. I just don't know what any of these things right. are. Okay, Men... I genuinely don't. This is not me playing coy. I've, it's I've okay. no it's okay. idea. It's okay. It's quick fire. Brazil or strap on? What's the first one? You know, I... a man's member or a strap on. What? Do, would I prefer a because... penis or a strap on? Right. I mean. <sighs> It, it depends on the situation. Okay, situation. I mean, the great thing about a strap-on is you know it's reliable. A penis is does has its own mind. Yes, it does. And men are trash, or men are equal individuals worthy of kindness, love, and respect. Oh, equal individuals worth of kindness, love, and respect. Well, that's nice. You clip that one up. That's very nice. Thank you so much for that. We'll get a, a jingle as well, Ben. Ben. Yeah. A jingle for that as well. He's new. The last guy was. Uh, the Scouse, Scouse man, he's not going to do it again. Why did they ban page three? That's a good question. Um, because... First of all, so I'm sorry to interrupt. Mm. Could you explain what a page three is? Because for our... Oh, sure. Less okay. advanced so audience on, members. In, on tabloids in this country, um, uh, tabloid newspapers used to have a topless young mm. woman on page three. So page one would be the headlines, page two would be... This is what's going to be in the paper. Page three would be um, nearly naked woman. And the reason it was banned is that is not an appropriate place. Women are, as we've said, no one should say put on, take off. Every woman can commodify her body in a capitalist society. However, um, if it's in the newspaper, it's sending a message that if, the, if, the, if on the opposite page there's a picture of the the at chance of the exchequer and that person is a woman or the home secretary or you know what are we saying about women and their status in society and what are we saying to kids about women and status in society so it's not that there's no place for a top for topless women in our society but it is an unpage three of the newspaper right so bang on if most of the pictures of the birds in the paper are wearing clothes isn't that sending a message that women should always be clothed 
and that sort of desexualizes women, you know? Having one that's naked makes us go, oh, it's nice when women are naked sometimes. If they're all wearing clothes, we go, oh, women should always wear clothes. What about if it was body positive? We had a few chubbier broads maybe in, or older, well, uh, younger. I, I, don't, I don't see pictures of naked men just for sport in... What about if they were included? Well, just there next to them. But they, but they wouldn't be, and there wouldn't be the same call or desire for it. No, you know, male gaze, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, the man's wearing clothes, and the bird's topless. I, I'm, That's I'm nice. What? Because uh, women like them. Women like men. They dominate in clothes. Men in uniform. So a man in a suit, because the birds like that, don't they? Put a man in a suit next to the topless bird, and there's equality. No, there isn't equality. Don't do that, please. Don't bring back page three. Okay, page three, Joe. Right. Delighted that you don't right. have the power to bring back page three. The I Duchess has spoken. I never saw page three anyway. No, you didn't have it. You didn't have it over in New Jersey. But, I mean, it sounds quite compelling. People just read it for the articles. Mm. Is feminism a London thing, or is it? Because in Kent, when I'm in Kent, no one seems to give a fuck. It's a London thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Guilty feminists of the United Kingdom unite uh, of the world. No, we have we have feminists everywhere. But it, yeah, I mean, it's it's I I understand that there may be there may be uh, less evidence in Kent on a day to day basis. But you know what? Some of my best friends live in Margate and Folkestone, and they're they're they're, they're doing feminism proud. Well, they're sort of like an extension of London now, aren't they? Margate and Folkestone. It's not really the Kent that I knew. Absolutely. Hey, Deborah, what is third wave feminism? Oh, I mean, it's really fourth wave now. We're on the fourth wave already? We're on the fourth wave. What about the fifth wave? wave? Well, we don't know what that's going to be yet. What's the fourth wave? Uh, the fourth wave is intersectional feminism, where we look at other intersections of marginalization or, or access, and uh, but also we have the power to utilize the internet to mobilize and connect. Connect who? Well, connect feminists to each other. So it's about community and connecting the feminists to each other. Yeah, yeah, but but for but but for the uh, the workers to take control of the means of communication and to, and unite to find each other. I thought forces. it was all about upskirting. And, well, you know, that's one of the ways in which the internet uh, like used... the third wave. So Gina Martin was uh, the victim of an upskirting, and she used the internet to galvanize and the mm. law to galvanize against it, and managed to pass a law uh, with the team uh, against it. So it made it illegal because before yeah. it wasn't illegal, and it wasn't illegal because when most laws were made, a man would have had to lie down with a huge camera and a mm. black um, sort of sheet over his face, very inconvenient, and get the woman to just stand there for ages, very very still. Right. Did you know in Japan? They keep the noise on the camera to to activate for that very reason. The actual ah. phone is actually inbuilt. You can't turn you, it off. You can't take off the noise because they're such prolific perverts. <laughs> That's what I, I'm just repeating what I heard. I, so I'm with you on upskirt because I think it's a fucking disgrace. Yeah, quite but, frankly. But but it's oh, not I, okay. Yeah, but any nor, kids watching, don't do it. Yeah, but nor, nor nor is nor is stereotyping all Japanese people as as prolific perverts. No, I'm not. Just it's not say. all. I'm just saying the ones that do it, they're perverted. Well, the one the the the, the people the. the I'm so you sympathise with an upskirter here? The, no, I'm saying the men who men who upskirt are global, not just Japanese. But I'm delighted that Japanese technology has been designed in such a way to stop those 
let's be honest, men in Japan from doing it. Yeah. Well, I they, think they get drawers out of uh, uh, jukeboxes as well. What's that? They get broad's underwear out of a machine. I don't know about that so much in Japan. Well, I think there's more Might skirts. Be related. There's more skirts in Japan, so there's more upskirting by, by, by association. We've got less and less skirts in England, do you find? I mean, I don't know the, the, the stats on upskirting. I'll I honest. feel like there's less skirts in England now. I don't know because of feminism, maybe. Or upskirting you globally. I don't, know what the, I don't know what the slice and dice on that would be. But Here's a question. What's coercive control? Oh, God. Uh, Good question, Tony. Thank you. Is it... It's it's when it's when somebody in your personal or could be um, in your working life who already where there is a some kind of power imbalance uh, uses that power imbalance to control you into doing things that you would rather not do. And would you have any sort of hands-on tips for a sort of man in business trying to get the most out of his staff? Definitely do not use coercive control. It's illegal and it's immoral. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So so I would say I don't think the law is a problem, no. I would say uh, I would say motivate with positivity and Find out what it is that incentivizes and motivates your staff, and in a in a positive, okay. engaged way, and go there. Okay, I, I will do that. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, deep fakes. You know about a deep fake? Uh, I mean, I know what they are. That's uh, that's when you attach pornography to uh, someone else. It's not them. It's definitely unethical, Paul. Right, ethical porn. That's when. Everybody in the Bukaki is paid a living wage. Oh my God! Is that right? I uh, no. Yeah, I think it's more uh, when everybody is consensual and everybody is uh, getting a fair, I would say, a fair cut of the box office, as in regular film. Even distribution, and not just of every. I th I would say it's when everyone is doing things that they wish to do, and when they're being paid fairly considering the profits available. Right. That's what I wanted to say. When you're talking about uneven power bellies, all the broads in pornography get paid a lot more than the guys. Well, not necessarily, but sure. Well, that's the, that is the, the main emphasis of porn. On straight porn is the bird. You we know? were talking earlier. I don't watch any porn. I watch softcore. You know, we're just people kissing, holding hands. Trying to, I'm trying to be a better man. So on on a film, now I'm quite well known 
Tony knows that I like to play away from Elaine, my wife. Uh, we're in an open relationship. She's not aware of it, but we are. Does she not listen to this? No, nah, she's not interested in this sort of thing. But on the movies, I like to play away. I've cheated on every film I've done, and sometimes I'll have a bit of hot and sloppy with a runner or a makeup girl. Is that coercive control? Because they're excited to meet me. They want to help. They get excited. I get excited. Is I that recommend? I wouldn't recommend uh, sleeping with anybody with whom you have. Uh, in which, in which, in a circumstance in which they cannot get away without it costing them. Hmm. So if it would cost them their job to walk away, if they started to feel uncomfortable, right? It, it. So I would suggest that if you want to have uh, consensual sexual relationships, you do it in situations where there is no other power imbalance, which can be difficult if you're famous. Yeah. I also recommend that you don't, uh, you don't do that in a way that. In, put every, anybody else in the situation of being unfaithful. So that's very All difficult right. for you without having a conversation with your wife. So I'm going to go out on a large limb and say, yeah, you, you're going to have to have a conversation with your wife and then only have sex with people who are free and clear to walk away without it costing them anything. Right, it's quite complicated. I've sensed that a lot of, basically from top to bottom, she's telling me that it's not right. Well, you've got to have these conversations. They're not easy. Hmm. They're not easy. You've got to lay down boundaries. And if you want to be a better man, sex positive, you're going to have to explain. I'm very sex positive, Tony. Very, very sex positive. That's my problem. I'm too fucking positive. <laughs> do you believe in an open relationship, Deborah? Do you think it's possible? Yes. How, how do you do it? Um, just make a clear agreement with the person yeah. that you are. Because I'm polyamorous, but a lot, of, a lot of my partners are not aware, but then that's it's not polyamory. That's just infidelity. Well, no, because it's a feeling, isn't it? It's something that no. I, it's something no, it's, that it's a lifestyle. No, no. Everybody has to, everyone has to know. Everyone has to know, and then it, then it can be polyamory. So how do I tell them? Because they're going to get mad. Yes, that is, that is the situation. What I would recommend is telling them before you get to go into bed, before you get into bed with them. That's, kills the mood, don't it? Kills the mood it a bit. Does. Yeah. yeah, but uh, that's, that's really the only option you've got if you want to be a better man. <laughs> So we're talking from now, but the others, they... No, I think retrospectively you're going to have to say, oh, I've, I've done this, how do you feel about it? And well, then you're going to have to sit with the emotions of the people that you've not told the truth to. I, I don't like doing that. No, but you want to be a better man, and being a better man involves doing things you don't want to do. That's the whole... That Everyone would be a better man if it was easy. You're right. You're right. What about telling them all after you've done it? I mean, so at least you've had your fun. You've got lunch. no choice now but to do that. Like every new one he, he, he gets with. No. He tells him after. If you want to be a better man, you've got to do difficult things and, and give up I do up difficult things. I yeah. do difficult things. And, and Believe me. If you want to be a better man, you've got to do difficult things. And you've got to uh, have, uh, have difficult conversations well. Yeah. So I say, I'm polyamorous. You're one of many. Yeah. And that's okay. If it is okay with them, they might not be. They might be monogamous people. They well, may not want that. No, they're polyamorous. Well, if they're polyamorous and they know that you're polyamorous, you haven't got any problems at well, all. Well, I thought it, it just becomes polyamory if it's... No, that's not polyamory. No, no. Polyamory is so got to be... you have to agree. It's got to be ethical non-monogamy. Have you ever seen that on a... on a, You on any of the dating Oh, apps? yeah. Non-monogamy. E-N-M. That's that just PR for uh, a sex drive. 
no, ethical no, but not because I know a lot of people like from Kent. They just want to fuck it a lay-by. Yeah, but they, they don't have the. Uh, it's they don't not have the, ethical. It's the just words. it's just non-monogamy. If it's not if if everyone doesn't know about it, it's just non-monogamy. It's not ethical non-monogamy. So I'm non-monogamy. You are unethically non-monogamous. That's a, can that be a genre? Can that? So that's what I can say. Yeah, but well, you could say that. I but, say, hon, you, you need to understand I'm unethically non-monogamous. non-monogamous. But Bit then, of a tongue twister. But then you just... can't claim to be a better man. Why are you doing this podcast? Well, we're, we're working through it. Mm. Now I know I can say I'm unethically unmonogamous. I don't know if I want to be a better man. No, you do. You do. You, you make a great There's steps. a lot of chat. You feel the more chat you have before a shag, the less the shag is. No, no, no. You, you, you could say it straight up. Yeah, but... You say I'm, eth- I'm uh, unethically unmonogamous. Yeah, I'll find that. And it's, they'll be confused. Mm. I'm going to go out... I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that uh, both of you need to stop having sex for a year, and you sort of need to reconfigure. Just really think it through. Read the ethical slut. Do you know? I the read the ethical slut. What do you think? It's very long, but there were some great points made. Great points made. There were some great points made. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, it wasn't long. It was written in the '80s, right? I think so. Yeah, it's really yeah it needs a long to be updated ago. a little bit. But I like a lot of feminist literature. I I like uh, Laura Bates. Do you? Huge fan. She wow. followed me because I was talking. I was on another thing. I was talking about that book, uh, Everyday Sexism. Mm-hmm. Big fan. And she followed me on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I did something very. I felt. I sent her a message saying, "Keep up the great work." I thought it was a bit patronized. I didn't mean it to come across in that way. Laura, if you're watching, love you, babe. I, I suspect just, she's not. I suspect she's not. I don't mean to, I don't think this is for her. Well, it's for everybody. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suggest it is not, it is not Laura Bates's first point of call when she comes to podcasts. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe at night time, she likes watching stuff like this, you know, cause they do change at night, don't they? Here's an ethical dilemma for you, Deborah. Now, Saudi Arabia, they're, they're paying for a lot of footballers to go over there now. They've bought, they've bought golf. For half a million a week, would you be the uh, resident comedian at no. El Etifak under Steven no. Gerrard? No. Half a million a week? No. Why would you not do that? Because the human rights issues is just... It's just it is no, there's no money that can... When you're over there, you can make a change. Tax-free. I doubt it. I doubt I could make a change when I'm over there. If I'm over there, I'm endorsing it. So I'm going to go with a definite no, even if it's a half a million a week. 26 million a year. I'm I'm all right. I don't need 26 million a year. What do they do uh, for human rights that are so bad over there? Building stadiums is what I heard. Yeah, it's... it's, I mean, that's that's really for more of an expert on human rights. uh, You know anyone? Come on. Um, no one I'd recommend to come here, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's okay. I'm an Amnesty International ambassador. I can't be sending them here. 26 million a year, though. I wouldn't do it Need either. All the money. You could build a feminist school and a hospital. Uh, it, 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 where's that point. money come from? Where's that money come from? Yeah, but where does it go? You make, you, something about gambling is you turn good money, uh, bad money into good, good money into bad. You know, you wash it. That's right. Once I'd you go take through, the money. you could do something I, different. You could real make make real change. I I would. I'm not going to do that. Which borough do you live in? 
uh, Camden. You could turn Camden into a feminist utopia with that okay. sort of money. Well, it's 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 that's a lovely idea, but I don't think I can go to Saudi Arabia, take twenty six million dollars out of out or pounds out of Saudi Arabia, and bring it back to Camden. They wouldn't miss it. I I feel I would not feel good about that. Mm. It'd be popular, though. I, I don't think I'd feel good about that. Would there be a backlash? There's loads of ways of becoming popular. I could deal arms and get rich, but I, I, I would. I, I can help with that. I would. I don't. I don't want to. So you know. All right. There's, there's loads of ways we could all be richer, but you would want, be a better man, so you wouldn't right. do that. So we're, we're talking about magic. Let me ask you this, right? So you got black girl magic, you got white power. Are there any benefits that men have? Um. Well, the the history of the world. That's right, because the fifty percent of the population is men, fifty percent is broads, but the patriarchy rules. That's right. So I got to ask so, you, what, where did so the women go wrong? So, the reason that I started talking about, you know, women and children first, and men being cannon fodder and that kind of thing is, is it's easier to see when it's your oppression. Mm. But once you've acknowledged those things, are there any things? which we didn't really get to, that you see that are harder for women, um, that, that where there's an unfairness in... Walking in the street at night. Right. Right. How so, do you feel about marriage as a feminist? Do you agree with it, or do you think it infantilizes a woman? I mean, it... Because they have to wear a big dress. I think marriage has evolved. I think marriage has evolved. So if people want to get married now, then hurrah. I don't think marriage is... Uh, is are you married? Was. I am. Did you take someone else's name? Because that's not very feminist. I did not. There you go. That's a proper. I, I kept kept my own name. Did you do the speech? I did. Yeah, of course. That's right. Well, she likes talking. That's right. Did he do a speech? Yeah. No. Gender equality. <laughs> yeah. Whose was better? Um, I'd say it was a tie. Yeah. Equality. Very nice. You work together, don't you? You and your husband. That's did you right. wear a suit? Did I wear a no? I wore a I wore a bridal gown. Oh, a dress. Yeah. What colour was it? White. Oh, interesting. Quite old school, that. Very. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it was quite an old school wedding. I'm sure what I'm saying though, like uh, you know, because it's at odds with the modern feminist. That's why I'm, that's why my show's called The Guilty Feminist. All right. Good I'm a feminist, what? but I wore. I wore a bridal gown. Yeah. And right. I... Uh, I'm trying to be a good man, but... Yeah. I'm a fan of the broads. I can't lie. I'm, you know, I'm unethically non-monogamous here. Deborah, what is toxic femininity? Uh, toxic femininity is probably things like um, a po being apologetic, taking up too little space, um, mm. being uh, thinking you're there as a decoration or an adornment. But mm. those things don't tend to be harmful in the way that toxic masculinity is. They don't seem to, they, you know, toxic masculinity is, um, is sometimes, a, it manifests itself as violence because men have been not been taught traditionally to process their emotions. So, right. you know, you've experienced this, Tony, no doubt, where, you know, you, Very don't, much know, so. you don't know how to feel about things. So the only, the only ang uh, perhaps the only emotion available to you sometimes is anger, but really it's covering embarrassment or it's covering uh, insecurity or anxiety, something else. So there are times when, you know, you, you would like to experience sadness, but instead anger is all that's available to you. And that's very sad. And that's, that's, that's been imposed upon you by the patriarchy. 
right. How do I change that? What, what can I do? Well, I would suggest therapy, but I think you've already had quite a lot. This therapy's bullshit. I've been doing it for fucking years. I, I mean... That's why I'm podcasting now. Maybe have you tried ayahuasca? I that? really recommend ayahuasca. It's a psychedelic. It's a Peruvian tea. You, you, I went up a mountain in Spain and did it. It's a... It's a feminist drug. No. <laughs> Although, yes, because you talk to Mother Earth. So I would go out... Is that when you're born yes. out of a big vagina? No. Why is Earth a mother who decided it was a woman? I don't know, but people see a woman when they do Looks ayahuasca. Like a big it's a testicle. It's a psychedelic... Earth. It's a psychedelic tea, and you see what you see, and many people see a woman mm. who right. they call Mother Ayahuasca or Mother Earth. Women are aesthetically uh, nicer. You don't want to have an acid trip and see a big fucking distended testicle. That's right. Right? Well, fucking saggy guts. Either. They, just see a, they just feel a female presence. They hear a woman's voice or they see a woman. Uh, breasts. They don't see them. That's They're not, comforting, what I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't, I've never heard of anyone saying, I saw the breasts of Mother Earth or Mother Ayahuasca. That's not what people see. But Tony Soprano's ayahuasca trip would be fascinating. Because you know I'm trying to be, obviously... A better man. I'm not even... Not that, as you can tell, I'm a, I'm a fucking straight white man. You know, I'm one of the worst. <laughs> Mediocre straight white men. And I think, uh, you know, they coast. Mm. You agree with that? The, the straight white man, he coasts through life. I mean, some do. I mean, some of my I mean, favorite David Attenborough is a straight white man. You have to you As far as we know, I've heard stories about Attenborough turning up at parties. This one for the Patreon. Straight white men... They coast through life. You only have to look at the stats, right? 85% of uh, UK homeless are men. Says it all. I don't think that's because they're coasting. You know. What is it? They need to... Mm. Something's got to give. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think people end up homeless generally because life has been easy. I'm saying they're mediocre. <laughs> I'm, I, I, don't, I don't think that explains homelessness. Oh. Well, Apparently, Attenborough and Schofield tag team. Ray, these are unsubstantiated, uh, but uh, more discussion on the Patreon for that. Maybe you could change it to Matreon. Matreon. That's nice. Little cons- we could do like that for one week, because that's a thing with equality. You just do it for a day, don't you? Sort right. of Generally, that, yeah. As a culture. International Women's Day, which has now turned into a week or sometimes a month. Right, like vegan. Pride Month. Pride Month. How do you feel about Pride Month when, like, uh, you know, every, all the flags come up and, like, Virgin Airways is telling you that pilot is, uh, you know, I think it's great. Tesco, they've got a rainbow salad. Listen, is I that, think it's is better that than fixing the problem? Before, where, where, you know, it's, it's I, I mean, there's, there's always issues with corporates jumping on a bandwagon and trying to make money out of it and exploit it, but I'd rather... We'd be in a situation in society now where, or at least some societies now, where it, companies feel like that being part of the pride movement is going to make them money and not going to, uh, and and not not something to be ashamed of. So I would say, you know, it's very tricky that balancing act because I understand when people think it's exploitative, but also I think we live in a capitalist society and we are asking for change and representation. So then we can't really be angry. When we get it, what we can be angry about is if pride is completely overtaken, as in the pride parade is overtaken by here's the Barclays float, here's the JP Morgan float. Um, mm. We don't have space for grassroots right. floats. I do think it's gay it's people's answer. turn to be exploited for capitalism. I think they've waited a long time. Put some lesbians on uh, Barclays head. It's been a delight to end my career here. No, you're not going to end a career. qualified delight to say... 
if this is where it all ends, gang, then then I've had a good run. We're no. just talking. We're not, we haven't got into any spicy takes. It's in many ways uh, like a companion to the guilty feminist. No, it's not that. No, no let me finish. It's no. like because uh, we're men. There's just no we're, world. We're not guilty of being men, but we're no. unashamedly trying to be more understanding of men and male issues. And what you do is similar because you're a feminist, but you're somewhat guilty. And, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a common thread. No, it's not even an acquaintance of the guilty feminist. It's, 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 it's someone the guilty feminist will never bump into, much less go on holidays with. Deborah, it's been an absolute honor to have you here. It, it, it's it's certainly been a time. Have you enjoyed yourself? Have you enjoyed? Do you want to do uh, some promo? I mean, I I I am here. I'm not here against my will. She was agreed. She's agreed to be here. I agreed to be here. I didn't really know what it was, and now I do. Obviously, I would have said no. Bad Boys Done Good was recorded at Vauxhall Podcast Studio. Editing and graphics: Hal Winston Fletcher. Go on and subscribe. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.